Hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show! I don't know why. I just love that so much. That air horn. This is the Fizzle Show, where every Tuesday we publish another conversation about the art and science of supporting yourself doing something that you care about. You know, it is difficult to get any idea off the ground, let alone one that you hope will one day support you and your family. But people are doing it. We're earning a living independently. And it is possible. It's amazing when you do it, but it is difficult. You are not entitled to success in the projects that you are starting. You are not entitled to enough money. You're not entitled to anything. You have to make it. You have to make it. You have to make it. And that's what, that's what this show is about. Every single week, how do we show up in our business? How do we create something that is important, that is useful, that is valuable, that makes people need our services, our products, our brands, our messages, makes them desire us, makes them choose to have us in their lives, all right? This is modern business. This is what we're about at Fizzle. And uh, this is what we do on The Fizzle Show. All right, let's get into today's episode. On the show today, I have Corbett Barr. Say hi, Corbett. Hey, guys. And I have Steph Crowder. Say hi, Steph. Hey, everybody. And we are the team at Fizzle. And today, we've got a great topic for you. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's a really fun topic. What's yeah. great about this topic is it's really fun. I lo- I'm excited because I'm going on vacation next week. Oh. So now we get to think about it. Maybe, Unbelievable. Maybe it'll be more successful for me. Maybe you'll have a more successful uh, vacation. Yeah. Because what we're talking today is about how indie entrepreneurs should think about and plan for their vacations, okay? Because here's the deal. Travel, right, vacation, playtime, time not in work can lead to inspiration, can lead to vision, can lead to clarity. And I don't know if you know this, but inspiration, vision, and clarity can lead to business breakthroughs, right? Can lead to huge gains for your business, can lead to you being not just more productive when you come back, but having a much clearer vision about like, why am I working on this? I shouldn't be working on this. I should be working on that. Do you know what I mean? That's the kind of stuff that is like game changing in your business. So you could come, you could be doing exactly what you're, like right now, you're listening to this. And in your mind, for today and the day before and maybe the last several months, you've been like, I really got to keep working on my project. I really got to do this, that, and the other and do the thing. And you're going to stay stagnating in that kind of <laughs> mindset, thinking about your thing and occasionally making some stuff happen. And, but if I can get you to go take four days off and not touch any of that, not touch anything at all, just enjoy yourself. Go experience Italy. Go whatever. For hike four days. Hike for four days. You got to be back in four. <laughs> I don't know. But but you do something that gets you completely out of that mode. Yeah. Then you come back to this working and and you'll have fresh eyes. I like that this is following on the heels of the episode we did on planning. Yeah. Because we talked a lot about planning as a way to recharge the batteries. Yeah. And it is. Yeah. And it gives you a different perspective. Mm-hmm. But Yet another kind of perspective and a really important one that you can get is from distancing yourself from your work entirely so that you're not forcing it and you just give yourself a chance to experience new things that might, you know, tickle the senses in a way that Mm, so ticklish that uh, when you come back to the work, Mm. you're going to you're going to be recharged in a way that planning can't accomplish. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I love that. So one of the ways that I've been thinking about this is how I look back on my life and I realize that in all of the projects that I, I was a solopreneur, like Father Apprentice or Ice to the Brim or Write to Mean or my clients when I was working, creating a video agency, it was, it was me that was the bottleneck. Like I, most solopreneur businesses out there, it's the owner operator that ends up being the bottleneck. Yeah. Right? But obviously there's nobody else to blame it on, but we oftentimes are going like, well, I just need to get this project out the door. Like if I could only get my sales, you know, funnel set up or yada, yada, yada. Right. Right. The reason why those things aren't set up, obviously is kind of because of you. Now I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, everything is your fault and yada, yada, yada. Right. I'm not, I'm actually not saying that. I don't want you to get that, that you are the bottleneck and you're the problem and you shouldn't be doing this kind of thing. But what I am saying is chances are, you could gain some insight and it can change your business when you take some time away, when you go and play, mm-hmm. right? I saw a quote today from Albert Einstein. Pl- creativity is what in, is just intelligence playing, right? I love that idea. Yeah. Like, creativity is intelligence at play. Yeah. Right? And too much of, too many times we get so, um, like there's so many emotions bottled up in, in our work. Yeah. There's fear, there's anxiety, there's just this sense of, I have to make this work that you completely forget about the play part Yeah, and all the creativity goes out the window. And then you just end up going through the motions, doing the same thing day after day, yeah. grinding it out and not making as much progress as if you, as if you could, if you took some time off yeah. and, and got that creative part back. Totally. Totally. Okay. So I think it's like my, when my dad always says, my dad is like every day, uh, or not, maybe not every day. Uh, he'll like, you know, at the end of the day, he gets his cocktail and he's like, this just knocks the barnacles off. I just need to knock the barnacles off. I've heard right? him say that. Yeah. <laughs> you've heard that. You've heard that. I need to knock the barnacles off. Uh, and so some of us entrepreneurs, we need to knock the barnacles off. We need to knock the blinders off of us. Yeah. And, and that's something that playtime, uh, vacation, these kinds of things, help us to do so and i want i want people to know that we literally believe this is important we're not just this isn't just some fun fluffy episode this is important stuff yeah yeah and we all do it regularly steph was on vacation three four weeks ago Mm -hmm. you were on vacation on a road trip for a couple of weeks recently i'm going next week we encourage each other to take vacation because we know how recharged you can be and how, how much better you can do in your job when you come back Yeah. So on the episode today, this is what we're talking about. Things that you need to think about critically about vacation, some stories that we have to share about uh, what we've learned about vacation stuff, how to think about it so that, again, so that we can come back to our work and be more focused, have clear vision and intention and feel more confident and energized about the work that we need to do. All right. So first thing I want to talk about is these different kinds of vacation. Before we just like right now up to now, we've been talking about like playtime or vacation. In some ways you could think of like there's work and then there's not work. <laughs> like it's like there's everything that's not work is not necessarily vacation, but there's these different kinds of vacation and stuff. You can see on that document there, I wrote a, a handful. Will you walk us through a few of these? Sure. And first of all, too, just to reiterate something you guys were just talking about, if it, and it's interesting. So for people who 
are listening and our Fizzle members, you guys have probably noticed, and maybe I've even mentioned it here on the podcast, that recently we've started doing this question of the week in our forums. And it's been really fun because we tend to tie the question of the week to the podcast. So this week, as we're recording this, the question is about vacation. So if the answers in the forum are any indication of how our listeners feel about this, I think there's going to be a lot of people who are like, yeah, like vacation sounds great, but like in practice, I really, I really don't do it. So mm. if people, I feel like yeah. people out there are probably like, yeah, that that would be great, uh, but that's not something I'm able to achieve in my business. I want, I, I hope that everybody out there, even if you can't legitimately think of the last time you actually turned off your phone and your computer, I hope you guys will give this episode like a real open minded listen because. Mm. I think that's going to be a big theme that we talk about is I think we're making the case for like a real good old fashioned vacation in at least part, in at least one of these kinds of vacations that we're going to talk about. So no matter for everybody listening, no matter what your current like understanding of vacation is like, I would encourage people to kind of erase that and just hear us out on these different kinds of vacation. Cause we're going to kind of break down. Mm. I think we're going to be, I think we're making the case for vacation in some ways. So mm. I just want to put that out there because that was one of the resounding answers we heard back in the fizzle forums. We're going to get into this a little bit more as we talk, but we heard a lot of like vacation. What, what's that, you know, jokingly. And then other people were like, yeah, if I do check out, then I have to either work my butt off four weeks before I go. And then I have to work my butt off four weeks when I get back. So there's a lot of this feeling that it's not possible. So just want to say that up front. I'm sure people are out there thinking it's not possible for them. So try to hear this episode with an open mind is like my little disclaimer, I think. Um, But as far as the different kinds of vacation, so here's what we have in terms of different types. So we have the staycation, right? So that would be you are what I mean, here's how I would define the staycation. You're not going anywhere, but you're also not working, right? So you're allowing yourself. I always like to think of this as a digital detox too. I try to do this even just with like social media because I'm one of those people who has a scrolling problem on Instagram. So sometimes I take myself off for like a weekend because I don't always, I'm not always conscious of the effect that that has on my brain. And I want to be able to have that reset feeling. So the first one is staycation. Mm. You don't necessarily have to go anywhere for our friends out there who maybe are trying to hit minimum viable income. You don't have the funds to go travel. You don't have to go anywhere to have a vacation. You can actually intentionally choose to step away from the work, choose to step away from technology for even just a couple of days and have a staycation that way. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So the staycation is like the shortest thing. Uh, right. And so my goal here is just like, let's talk about a well, handful. Of I don't know. You can do a month long staycation. You do you, a, you can do a month. I think it's the most accessible. It's like the least, but it's really, yeah. The least amount of planning. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to book anything. You can just literally decide that you're going to be home, but to do things that are all fun and maybe no work. Yeah. I always think of like the long weekend where you decided not to go camping or on some trip or yeah. something. It's like yeah. Memorial day weekend. Mm-hmm. You stay in town. Mm-hmm. seems like everybody's gone. You've got the whole place to yourself. Yeah. And you get oh, to do some fun things. That's pretty great. That's yeah. a great. But I like the term of de- digital detox a lot, stuff. Because even that, like that preaches really clear, clearly what this can be. Just like, hey, it is just intentionally not working for yep. some mm-hmm. time that you would normally be working. If you're freaked out by this idea of being totally unplugged, because seriously, there are some people out there who are like, are you kidding me? I, my business depends on this. I can't. Try one day of digital detox. Like this is where I think that like a really nice entry point is. I have had to do this myself and it has a profound effect on your psyche. And, you know, of course there's like a million studies about people reconnecting to nature if you can get outside. But that that idea of literally detoxing from all the digital stuff one day can actually make a really big difference. I, I have found. Mm. 
Yeah. Yeah. What's next? Okay, so we have the shorter do no work vacation. So this is the idea of, so Corbett mentioned he's going on vacation next week, right? And he's going to be gone, what Corbett, like Tuesday through Friday, right? So that's four days off. That's not a super long vacation, but it's short enough where you can probably relatively easily with some amount of planning, maybe with some delegation and some intention, you can unplug for this amount of time. So it's not such a long trip that you are going to be in trouble if you don't work. It's short enough that you can actually plan to leave the laptop at home and not do any work during that time. So this is a shorter Mm. time period where you're not planning on doing any work. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then there's the longer version of doing some work while we vacation, Mm -hmm. right? This is the one where we're, where we're, going to Italy for a month. Like Corbett does this all all the winter long, basically. Every winter he goes to to Mexico for about three months. But he's working the whole time that he's there. Yeah, I don't don't consider that vacation at all, actually. Uh, And and I think that's another kind kind of thing Uh we're talking about here. But for me, that's just living somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, I got it. And within those three months, there might be a week or two that I do take yeah. vacation because we have people coming to visit. Totally. And for totally. those, you know, I say like, look, next week I'm basically going to be off. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And I might just do the bare minimums to catch up. But for me, vacation is more like I'm going to Hawaii or I'm going to the Caribbean yeah, or something. Yeah. And just going to try to do nothing and really recharge versus like living somewhere else becomes just a different life. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Just a different life. And that's interesting. Cause and I just do recharge you in a different way. Yeah. But, but it's not the same as vacation. Got it. So, so the do some work vacation maybe is more, more aptly defined as something where it's like, yeah, you've got like three weeks or four weeks where you're in Europe or something, but you've got your laptop and you're doing email support or yeah. something. Or like a lot that. of these are hybrid. Like for me last year, last November, we went to the Caribbean. I think we were gone like 22 days or so. Mm-hmm. The first nine or 10 of those days, I was just on vacation. We had friends yeah. Yeah. with us and I didn't do a thing. Yeah. But then the second half of that, Jesslyn and I traveled to a couple of different islands and daily I would spend about six hours, you know, yeah. we'd, we'd get up and go have some fun. Mm-hmm. And then from 10 to four or whatever, I would work. Mm-hmm. And then in the evenings we would have some fun. So yeah. that was the, the more like longer do like some that. work kind of vacation. And that's a nice way to be able to get away and see a lot more. Um, it's sort of a hybrid because you don't feel the guilt of, well, I, I can't be off that long. Yeah. You can be off that long and still have some, some fun, but get some work done at the same time. Yeah, Totally. Totally. And then there's like a, a, a full-on sabbatical, right? This is where it's like a long-term no-work thing. And Corbett, you actually have done this before. This is the beginning of your whole digital world yeah. in some ways. You were working at a startup. You left the startup. You went on a sabbatical with your wife and your dog through Mexico. Yep. And that's where you met these expats that were living there and be, like having blogs or doing th- or just like living weirdly, just alternatively. Yeah, it's funny. I, you can almost imagine like the length of vacation has some correlation to the impact it can have on your life. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can so come like, back from like three months of sabbatical and, and be a completely different person. Right. Whereas with a two day staycation, yeah, you're just not going to impact that much. Yeah, you know. Yeah, totally, totally. And maybe at certain I times also, of your life, you need. Yeah. Go for it, Steph. You know, I feel like, you know, this what maybe something that's not on this list, and I'm not sure if it should be a separate thing, but it kind of fits into sabbatical. I'm thinking about family leave, right? So maternity, paternity leave. Mm-hmm. It's not <laughs> it's not vacation. It is anything but vacation. It's no. very yeah. uh, serious business, but it does have the same, I think it belongs in this conversation because I, of course, as a new mom, have seen all kinds of mom friends of mine do everything from 
check out entirely from work for three months to try to jump back into work two weeks in, in between nap time and all kinds of crazy stuff. So family leave is definitely in here. While that's not vacation party time, there is still the same quandary of how much work am I going to do while I'm learning how to be a parent and recovering from this enormous, you know, event in my life. So there's a similar question in there that's kind of related to the sabbatical thing, I think. Yeah, it almost it reminds me of like you, you know you might and it might not be you know the birth of a child. It might be something more challenging, something more like you have to be involved in some family affair. That's right. like guys, I got to take some time to do to deal with this. Yeah. You know, and that is a different. You're right that that that's a break from work, and it can have those. It can have similar kinds of you know clarifying effects. It can. You it know? can also be draining in a different way. Totally. Uh, it also, you may get done with that and be excited to get back to work, but you may not have grown in the kind of way that would contribute to changing your work. And that's just because of the nature of being busy. A lot of times, you know, several categories of these that we've talked about, uh, I spend, but we have so many people around and so many social engagements that you don't get time to sit back and really have the me time yeah. that you need to yeah. recharge the batteries totally. or to contemplate like what you want to do mm-hmm. with the future of your life. Yeah. And so you get, you get done and you feel great and you had fun, but you don't feel like you had those like mm-hmm. eye in the sky moments. Totally. Totally. Yeah. There's something about that, that like, if you want to have, I think that's a really important point that we have to like put a pin in for, for this, just so that people can remember this. Cause we have taken lots of vacations and there have been times where I've had a vacation where I didn't get that nourishing recharge, you know, like that yeah. really like nourishing is the right word for it. Where I come back and I'm like, yes, I am ready for work. And, and a know? lot of times that for me means literally sitting quietly for an entire afternoon or yeah. a pool or yeah. whatever yeah. with a cigar in one hand <laughs> yeah. and maybe a journal in the other, yeah. you yeah. know, and you're just asking. There's no those journal. There's just questions. cocktails. There's or, just cocktails, cocktails whatever you want. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. No, you're right. You're bang on. And so, and, and so, cause to me, I think of that as that work is almost spiritual in some ways. It's like, it's like just asking that question, like, wait, why am I here again? What am I like? What am I spending my yeah. time on? And it just feels full of possibilities. Tons to be in this, that feeling. The world is full of possibilities. That's the feeling I want to have mm-hmm. and I want to give to people. Because when I have that feeling, optimism effectively, and then I come to the problems of my work, yeah. I approach them completely differently. I see so many opportunities. And just getting out of the myopic view that work is the only thing that matters in life, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so these are, I just wanted to just do a quick check in there on the like the different, when we say vacation, here's the different kinds of vacations we might be talking about, you might be thinking about, right? That staycation or the digital detox, the shorter sort of do no work vacation, Uh, We can call that like the excursion almost, right? The longer sort of do some work vacation, like you might be 10 or 20 days in the Caribbean and the first five days or there's nothing going, you're just like total no work and then you're doing some work for the the second half of it. Then there's a sabbatical, which is like a long stretch of no work, like intentionally not working. And then there's like a living abroad thing which is very popular in digital nomad worlds and and has a lot of profound effects on the way you look at your life. And then finally added this, according to Steph, I think your ideas were great, this idea of like a paternity or maternity leave or just like some general family or need to leave. <laughs> like, I don't know, re- mm-hmm. something like that. That's a kind of leave that you don't normally, sometimes you don't know is coming. 
you get you get sideswiped by some something that happens in the family or something, right? So um, these are the different kinds of quote vacation we're talking about that uh, that you might be able to say like I've always only done the shorter do no work vacation. Hey, maybe it's time to figure out how to do the longer do some work vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and inside, I think a lot of us dream of that thing. And to that point, let's go on to the next segment here, which is this idea that many entrepreneurs have troubled, Steph was mentioning this, have a hard time allowing themselves to go on vacation, right? It, it, it's it's what we've seen in the forums when we ask this question. In fact, I saw this response from Penny and I just thought it was so great. Penny's so great. I jumped on a Fizzle Friday an hour early last week uh, or the week before. Accidentally. Accidentally, I was an hour early <laughs> and Penny was just there, like hanging out. <laughs> she was like, I just had it open in the background. So <laughs> I was like, uh, okay, well, let's chat. And we hung out for a while and nice. she was awesome. But here's what she said in the forums, uh, the Fizzle forums. She says, what is this vacation of which you speak? <laughs> right? The question was like, how do you think about vacation? How do you plan for it? She's like, what is this vac- vacation of which you speak? Seriously, after owning and managing large family-run equestrian centers for most of my adult life, there were no vacations. It was seven days a week, week after week, month after month, and year after year. And even though we were grossing six figures, all right, the overheads were so high, we were barely surviving. So even after we sold our farm in Connecticut and left our jobs managing a farm here in Virginia, there have always been two jobs or a seriously time-intensive job and then a side hustle, right? I get a two hundred. This is my. I love this. This is what made me have to put it in here. She said, "She said I get a two-hour vacation next Tuesday, courtesy of anesthesia." <laughs> That's. A, I should add that. We should add that the the shortest vacation is medical-induced vacation, <laughs> dental work. This is one of my greatest. And then she finishes it with this. And this is why one another reason why I wanted to include this. She said, "This is one of my greatest whys. You know why I'm working to build a business." I'm sick of working 60 hour weeks where I swap hours for dollars. I'm 58 years old and I'm scared shitless. All of that ends now, right? This is what this is from Penny Hawes in the in the forums and this is what we're talking about when we're talking about mm-hmm. independent business. And this is what we're talking about when we're talking about being able to live and work on your own terms. Yeah. You know, yeah, doing it, it doing it your way, right? So so to this point, Corbett, you know, I was editing today, I was editing Caleb Wojcik's founder story. Inside of Fizzle, if you don't know this, we have we have tons of interviews, these long in-depth video interviews where normally there's drinking involved. Um, so we get so we get to the truth of the matter uh, with all these successful founders. And we, I was just doing this with uh, Caleb Wojcik. I was editing his founder story and he tells a story there where you hired Caleb originally and it's like basically right when you got him on board and working yeah. like where you kind of trusted his work for what you were doing, you took a vacation mm-hmm. to Europe. Um, and it was the first time you said that you had ever had like five, you took five whole days off. Like the first time you'd done that in, I don't know, how, like how long it had been. Yeah. So this, this was, this was about two years into building the business that I started in, in 2009 and, you know, I had taken some quote unquote time off, but it was always with the laptop. I yeah. could never yeah. have an entire day where I didn't have to do something because I was a solopreneur. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the facts of being, a, you know, an independent person working on your own thing. A lot of times you just can't take time off. 
And bringing someone on was a big step for me because it felt like a, a change in, in, you know, the fact that I was building a team instead of just working on my own. Yeah. But at the same time, I really wanted to be able to take some time off yeah. where I got to unplug and not do a thing. So yeah. I brought Caleb on. Uh, I think we had like, you know, six weeks or so of overlap. And then it was like, okay, dude, like, good luck. Here, <laughs> here's everything. Yeah. Hopefully you know enough. Yeah. And I'll be back online in whatever it was, like a week or something like that. Yeah. And uh, man, that felt so good. Yeah. Like you can finally sleep. Really That's got to be a big moment in a, in any sort of solopreneur thing, right? So there's the first time there's like when it's your first, when it's your thing that you do and yeah. you just do this thing, right? Like I'm doing this for a living, yep. right? And then there's however however long until you're like, I can take I can full on like not show up or check in on this for like a week or even more. Yeah, and you know I started the business in the way that I did with the intention of being able to live and work from anywhere so yeah. that I could travel and so on. But you kind of trade that for, well, yeah, I can travel, but I can never fully unplug. Yeah. And yeah. that wasn't the goal either. So it took me a couple of years to get to that mm. point, but eventually I want, I knew that I wanted to have a business that could be hands off from, from time to time mm. for a week or two or whatever to live like a, a normal person and take yeah. vacation. It's really sad though, these days, especially when you know people that work, in a corporate environment to realize how few of us get to take actual vacation these yeah. days because email and, and, you know, apps and devices and things are just always on us and always on. Mm -hmm. And you never get to unplug from those things. And it's really sad. I think yeah. this is something, you know, you may feel like you've taken vacation, but if you haven't truly closed the lid on the laptop, turned your phone, all the apps and notifications off, then you haven't really taken vacation. And yeah. I think a lot of people have gone years without doing that yeah no it's totally true and, and and then like you know my wife started a real estate company here in portland and watching them because it was such a hands-on you know kind of kind of work with clients and all that stuff like they have to at the beginning of the year they have to divvy up all the time who's taking what vacations when you know everybody who's a part of that like loves to take vacations yeah. and kind of live for it yeah. you know uh but it's like you're you're like you're planning the whole year and doing the thing. So speaking to that, uh, you know, since then you've learned a lot about working for yourself and this is for you, Corbett and the importance of travel in your experience, you know, like how important it can be to the business. So for you and given all the experience that you have in this, what is your ideal way of planning out the year? Do you have like a way of thinking about that? Or is there a, um, maybe it's easier to look at it in terms of like a five-year chunk or something like that. Mm -hmm. But for someone out there who's like, no, I want to do this. I want to take it seriously. Well, Corbett, you've got like a decade of, of living like this under your belt. Yeah. Like here's how you should look at your year. Yeah. So, so mine starts from an unfair perspective already, which is every year we live in Mexico. So yeah, but that's a, a decision you made. No, it I mean, is, you, it is. you optimized for that. Yes, you, absolutely. Yeah. And, th and that's an important part of it. So uh, but you know, when we come back to Portland and we complain about how hard our April was, people are like, boo hoo, you were gone yeah. for three months in yeah. the sun. Yeah. Uh, so that's the base of it. And then there are different kinds of vacations that we like to take throughout the year. There's the quick excursion, like we're mm -hmm. taking to San Francisco mm -hmm. next week and wine country. Uh, and we like to do several of those a year. Do you, do you have a, like, are you thinking like every two months we're doing one of those or is it just no, happen naturally? It kind of happens naturally. Yeah. It, it happens based on, uh, when friends are going to certain places, but I'd say we sprinkle two or three or four of those throughout the year. Mm -hmm. Some of them require a flight. Others require a drive. Yeah. That kind of yeah. thing where they're like four or five day kind of thing. Yeah. 
uh, then I do definitely like to have at least one week long, what I call the just sitting around the pool in Hawaii vacation, Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. where you're at a resort, there's not a whole lot to do. You almost get bored yeah, on that yeah, vacation yeah, yeah, totally. because all you're doing is like hanging around in the, uh, around the pool. Then I'd say about every other year or so, every third year, we like to do a bigger vacation where we're taking a month or so or more mm-hmm. and uh, traveling somewhere. And that usually involves, you know, one week of full vacation and the rest of the time I'm working you know, about three quarter time. Yeah. That sort of thing. And that would, that would be like going to Europe, which we've done a couple of times mm-hmm. in the past five or six years. We went to the Caribbean last year, mm-hmm. like I said, for about three weeks, Yeah, that sort of thing. Do so, you do one of those every year? Do you try to do some? Not every year. No, yeah. it's usually every other. It, I mean, with our schedule and with being, you know, in, in uh, Mexico for the winters and so on, I do like to have a home base and feel like I actually yeah. live here. Yeah. And uh, there's plenty of amazing things to do here. Uh, but also, I feel like I do get more done if I have a long uninterrupted stretch of work time, like six months where I'm not planning for a big trip like that. Yeah, totally. So we like to do that, you know, uh, probably every other year as well. Yeah. Just kind of stick at home, which is mostly what we did last year. I guess we did go to the care. Now this makes me think of, I've, I've, I've felt this personally, like, like the more healthy and, and sort of on point my like work life is the less I want a vacation, Mm. you know, like, and and you're not running from something. I'm Mm -hmm. balancing, I'm balancing my personal like enjoyment of my life. Well, with the work that I'm actually doing. And that's one of the, to me, one of the biggest, like, biggest positive factors of of earning a living doing something you care about yeah right is that like i actually get energized by working with these fizzlers even though there's a lot of the job that that is work it is effort and it's like oh gosh i gotta do that now i gotta come up with oh you know what i mean yeah uh there's a lot of stuff that takes effort but there's other stuff that take really energizing you know and it's really like uh uh makes me feel like i'm sad when i'm when i'm at at vacations after things, so I'm like, I wish we were coming up with some new strategy for a new yeah. thing to do for members or something. So, you know, I, I would say I, I'm rarely sad when I'm actually on the vacation or yeah. on the trip. Yeah. Sometimes they drag on a little while and I yeah. start to feel like, okay, I, I want to get back to work. And that's when I just try to schedule the day wherever we are around yeah. work. Yeah. But I, I do, I know what you mean in terms of w- one of the things that hinders me from taking vacations or from planning them often is this feeling that, I just kind of want to work. Yeah. I just want to like get into a nice long stretch of several months where I can get a lot done without being interrupted by mm. taking a trip or something yeah, like totally. that. And, uh, and so, but then when I do get on the trip, oftentimes it's like, Oh shit, why don't I do this more often? Yeah. It's so amazing. Yeah, you know? totally. Yeah. That, that's the thing about entrepreneur. I mean, I don't know, like that seems to be what it's like. I'm always like going like, geez, then we got to get all the kids packed up and do the thing, get all our bad, you know, oh, yeah. then I mean, there's a layover in LA and this stuff, you know, and, but, but, and so I'm always dreading travel, yeah. but, but like not when I'm by myself, like I love it. Like I'm like, got a backpack. I'm going in the desert all by myself. Right. Like, yeah, let's do it. Right. You know, but, but, and that's something that needs to be qualified here in, in, in some ways is this idea of travel with family versus travel with yourself or travel with your significant other. Steph just probably learned a lot about that having taken her (laughs) first vacation with family. Yeah. Steph, tell us, tell us two things. Okay. You just did a vacation with your baby and your husband and your whole family, right? To Ireland. But then you also just had a quick trip here to Portland for four days or so without anybody, but with nobody but yourself. 
right? You got to fly, you got to, the best, one of the best things in the whole world that I think that a person can experience is a flight by yourself after you've had flights with kids. <laughs> I just oh, think it's like one of the God. best things. So tell me about those describe. experiences. Guys, like, I hope people out there are just like nodding their head vigorously saying, amen, sister, because I cannot even tell you how amazing this was. Like, what? Okay, I got four hours each way to Portland. I had drink coupons. I had my computer. <laughs> I had a, I had a, my Kindle. I was like, I was like, what am I going to do first? I'm so excited. Should I read? Should I work? Should I watch a movie? Should I get a drink? I was so excited. I've done a lot of travel with my baby to Ireland. Yes, but also back and forth to see my parents. I've gone a bunch of different places and I've actually gotten very, very good at it. But oh my God, there is like, there is just a real special luxury about being able to fly all by yourself. Like I was on my way back on Friday and I was super excited to see my family, but the flight was ending and I was kind of like, yeah, I could go for another hour. (laughs) And that had never happened to me before on a plane. I was always like, all right, let's just get there. But yeah, travel after you've done the family thing and you get to be by yourself. That is, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Okay, so listen, I want to switch over into now talking about some more specific tips about how we can plan or think about traveling because there, for us entrepreneurs, there's just some very like specific things we have to deal with, right? Like what what work are we going to try to get done before we go, right? So this kind of stuff. So I want to do that, but, in, but first let me read our ad review today from a new sponsor for us. Okay, it's called Aptive. Aptive with two A's. A-A-P-T-I-V, Aptive. And it's an app that is basically the best of of having a personal trainer and not being embarrassed by being some like group in some group place. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's like really nice to have like the yoga teacher like t- telling you to do the things, but it's not that nice when you're holding in a fart and you're just like really trying hard to downward dog and not let this thing go, right? You know, or like you're kind of falling over or whatever. You don't want to be embarrassed sometimes. So what Aptive is is it's an app that has both music and guided uh, training for you in your ears and the music and the guided training is synced up then doesn't stop there there's multiple different activities so this is clutch for running right so if running is i used to do this all the time where i made my own playlists i like to listen to like drake and wale and uh and uh what's his name jz right and but i would only pick those songs that are in a certain bpm range because then i'm my 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 fit footfall is hitting on the ones and the twos right it's just like or whatever the ones and threes or whatever right so you're running in time with the thing and then i got smart and started speeding up like i I would have like my playlist would be you know 30 minutes and it would be fastest songs were in the middle and it would slow down on either side Aptive does all of that for you with a guided trainer's voice like in there going like, oh, you know, we're, I don't know. It was exciting. I watched the video and I was just like, I got all pumped up just hearing the, the, the trainer's voice. And she was like, all right, I'm going to be here with you every step of the way. Are we ready to do it? Let's get into it now. Right. Really, really cool app. So what they're doing for us is they're giving us 30 days for free, 30 days for free for all the listeners of the fizzle show so what we're going to do is corbett we needed to set up a link so they can go to fizzle.co slash aptive okay fizzle.co slash aptive all right and then you're going to say fizzle in the little code that's like 
Where did you hear about us? And that's what's going to get you 30 days for free of trying Aptive. So if you're ready to kick your fitness up into gear, we know this is an important thing about being entrepreneurs is you got to have a healthy mind, got to have a healthy body. Those two are connected. So thanks to uh, Aptive for supporting The Fizzle Show. To check out Aptive, head to fizzle.co slash Aptive. That's A-A-P-T-I-V. How's that sound, Corbett Bar? Love it. Yeah. I'm excited about them. Yeah. And, and it's funny too, because I was uh, telling my wife about it and she was like, oh, our neighbor was just raving about that thing. I think it's like, it's one of those things that's spreading right now. It's so. emerging. Yeah. It's emergent. Good. So, uh, so Fizzlers, if you try it out, let us know. Let us know what you think of it. Cause I would love to, to hear your, your comments and responses. Maybe I'll work it into the next ad read. Okay. Steph, I want to kick it over to you to, to give us the first, uh, the first uh, tip here for like, let's just kind of go through a handful of tips that we have about traveling as entrepreneurs or planning for vacation. Okay. So the biggest thing for me, the first one on here is resetting your mind about what vacation is for. Okay. So resetting your mind, getting into the right mindset about vacation in the first place. And I think this goes hand in hand with another message and I don't know, thought process that I have had to embrace myself, which is stop glorifying the obsession with work. Like this is a big, mm, big yeah. piece. If you, if you can't get this, then this isn't going to work. You have to. And I'm really glad that this has kind of entered the main stage lately in terms of um, mainstream business talk, sort of like unbusying unbus- or chasing slow, which is a book by Aaron Lochner that a lot of people probably know about where this like idea that hustle is like this sexy thing, being busy is kind of like the status symbol. I feel like we're kind of starting to unwind from that. And I'm I'm very happy about that because I think that to, un- to come back from this obsession with being busy is the only way to get your mind in the right place about vacation. So here's what I mean by that. For me, I have to keep my mindset healthy about this because I have to see it as a productivity tool. I have to see vacation as something I can leverage in career and business. Otherwise, I just feel like I'm shirking my responsibilities. And anyone Mm. who's known me and listened to me on the show for a while is probably not surprised to hear this and probably identifies with this as kind of like the achiever mindset. So I have to see some value in taking the vacation. For me, I have noticed, and whether it's the digital detox that I mentioned, you know, going off of social media for a weekend, which let's be honest, the social media game is a big comparison trap. Stepping away from all of that, closing the laptop, powering down from the phone, whether it's in a new environment or even just in my current environment, I really find that it helps me cultivate the right attitude, right? So for me, I find that when my brain is recharged, when I'm rested, when I'm feeling grateful, when I'm really just like dialed into life and I'm like, man, life is good. Like this feels awesome. I become an open channel for new ideas, Mm. new inspiration. And probably as you guys can uh, testify to, probably just a more pleasant teammate to be around, frankly. And I think we (laughs) all are just a better version of ourselves when we're in this space where we're just like, I'm grateful for my business. I'm grateful for, and not just, not just the kind of like, I'm grateful for this that you write in your journal because somebody, you know, Chase and Steph said you have to, but really the real gratitude that you're just like, feel, you feel filled to the brim. You feel filled up. And when you get to that place, I have really found that that is where my best ideas come from. I'm way faster with getting my work done. My temptation in the past has always been to hustle harder, to grind myself down into a pulp, to work as hard as I can. But the truth is when I'm fatigued, the work goes so much slower. So if I can get to a place where I'm rested in a good in a good place, I feel good, I feel excited again, the work goes faster, I'm doing better work. And all of that starts with resetting your mind about 
what vacation is for and seeing it as a business asset instead of like, oh, I got a plan for this. You know, instead of like a burden, mm. it can really be a thing that you leverage. It can give you a business edge, I think. I would go as far as to say that it can give you an edge in business since a lot of people aren't making time for this, you know? Yeah, no, that's really cool. So this this idea is sort of just kind of reminding yourself of the importance of of vacation and the role that it can play. The the the, the real positive like impact it can have yep. on the work that you want to do. Absolutely. Yeah, convincing this convincing yourself that you're doing this for your business. Yeah. And your work life as much as you are for the fun of the time you're there, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you mentioned this when we were talking before the show about this, this idea of the example that you want to set. Tell mm-hmm. me tell me about this. Yeah, so this is an interesting one, and this, this helps me a lot too. I think about the example that I want to set, and I think about anybody who's looking at me. So, of course, I am a mom, so I have a daughter, and she's getting to the age, she's only one, but she's starting to, oh my God, I can't believe the way she's starting to mimic the things I do. I'm like, better stop swearing and things like that. But, you know, our kids and the little ones in our lives certainly look to us for the example of what they're going to do. And I want her to have this healthy balance in her life for sure. It's one of my greatest wishes for her is that she can balance work and, and life. But on top of that, I think about all the other people who are looking to me. And this can be my customers. So this is our fizzlers. Uh, this is even my teammates. This is just anybody who's in my space. I feel like we all set an example for each other. And what I mean by that mm. is when you guys go on vacation or when our fizzlers are going on vacation, I want nothing more than for you guys to totally power down. Like I, if I'm not on vacation and you are, I will go the extra mile because I feel like you deserve it and I want you to have a good time. So it, it recently, not too recently, maybe a few years ago, dawned on me, like, why don't I give that same luxury to myself? Why don't I deserve mm. that? If I genuinely want Corbett and Chase to have a great vacation why don't I put my stake in the ground and say that that's, I deserve that too. So when I think about our customers looking at us, when I think about our fizzlers, I want so badly for them to, they owe this to you, you guys listening, you owe this to yourselves. But I also know that I have to walk that walk and it's hard. It's harder when it's you. But sometimes mm-hmm. I think about how I want to model that behavior for anybody who I think I inspire. And that really helps me I don't know. It just kind of keeps me honest. It's like, how can I possibly tell people they need to take care of themselves? My friends in my life or are other you know, friends in real life who are working themselves like crazy. I'm always giving the advice to take care of yourself. But if I'm not willing to do that myself, then I kind of discredit myself. So there's an element of wanting to set that example for anybody who's, who's, watch, who's paying attention to me. Yeah, this idea of like, why would, so why won't, why wouldn't I treat myself to this luxury? Because I want other people to experience this kind of thing. So why wouldn't I let myself have it? Yeah. You know, this is a, this is a big idea. In fact, I was talking to my astrologer. Again, I, I, I love using this. This is like the ninth <laughs> time I've been able to say that. I had one conversation with one astrologer and I'm like, my astrologer? <laughs> but he's he, one of the things that was really like, that came out of that, that, that was actually really resonated. I mean, I have no idea where that stuff comes from and if I want to believe it or not. But, there was something that he said that was very, that resonates very hard. The difference, he's like, think about your son, Chase. You, if your son was saying to you the same things that you're saying to, to me right now, how would you treat him? And the difference between how you treat your son and how you treat yourself, there's a lot to be learned from that, right? Because like, I would want my son to have like real play and like total let go and then also diligence and working for and not being super hard on himself. Right. But I personally wouldn't give myself that sort of 
perspective. I, I judge myself so much more harsher than than that. Uh, and, and and I don't know. There's just something to be learned in that. Like you might not be allowing yourself kind of like we were saying before, what Penny's comment was about, you might not be allowing yourself yet to enjoy the vacation. Like you feel like you don't deserve it or something Mm -hmm. like you haven't worked hard enough. Like you haven't gotten far enough yet. Yeah. And like, for example, so we'll just keep using this example with Corbett going on vacation. Imagine if Corbett, you know, when I go on vacation and Corbett tells me, Steph, go enjoy your vacation, like really try to power down. But then next week he's like checking in every five seconds then that's going to make me question when I go on vacation, right? So that's kind of what I mean by setting the example. You can't tell yeah. someone, whether you have a team or maybe just people that you work, like whoever it is, you can't tell somebody to go enjoy it and then not do it yourself. It just raises all kinds of questions. So I think modeling yeah. the behavior, especially when you're on a team, it has more benefits than just for yourself. It's culture, I think is what I'm talking about. It's it's the culture of your company yeah. if you're on a team yeah. or if you're not, if you're a solopreneur, it's the culture of your brand. It's showing people like, mm. no, this is what we believe in here. We believe in the value of loving life, you know? So I think that that's, that's a really important piece of this too. Live, laugh, love, you know? Totes. Live, laugh, love, you guys. Live, laugh, love, lol. All right? So I've got another tip for us. So the first ones here are like basically reset your mind about what vacation is for. And then like notice if you're if you're not allowing yourself to to really get into it. Like when you if you think about someone in your life that you you like you're seeing them work really hard and you're really proud of them. Think about how you want them to enjoy their vacation and then give yourself that same grace. Like give yourself that same, that same, you know, heaping tablespoon full of like you, you enjoy yourself too. Why not treat yourself to this little treat? You know, pretty killer. So what you're saying is get your mind right and treat yourself. (laughs) Oh my God. I am. All right. Just wanted to clarify. Kermit Barr will be here all day summarizing what we're talking about. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Here's one for me. All right. And this is one we all know about. You got to get your pre-vacation game plan and it like set up. Like you're about to go on vacation. Like what are the projects you want to get done first? You have to be clear on that. Be intentional with what you're committed to so you can allow yourself to release completely when you're on vacation. I think that's a really big deal when we're not releasing completely. I've had vacations like that where I never fully got the distance from my work Mm -hmm. to be able to come back to it with fresh eyes. Yeah. You know, that's a really big deal because that's what the vacation's for, right? So it's a big- It takes some time too. There's probably like, you could put a a number of hours on it. Yeah. From your work. Totally. To where you finally, and, and I think it's, no, having seen a lot of friends come down to visit us yeah, and they, you know, they choose different time, different amounts of days that they come down and, and some only come for like five days yeah. once in a while, others seven, others 10. A lot of people feel like they're just hitting their stride after like five days. Yeah. Yeah. If they have to leave then or if they have to leave after seven, yeah. they just don't quite get into it. 10, totally. 10 is great. Totally. Yeah. I remember when we went to Mexico to visit you guys, I think first time was just, was short, but then the next time I think it was like, three weeks and then the next time it was four or maybe five mm-hmm. weeks and i remember three weeks was like was like you're just kind of getting i don't know it felt like like about right to leave four weeks was like by the end of that i was like 
kind of bored, mm-hmm. you know? And then I think longer, like you need to go through that dip. Yeah, I think there is a dip between three and four weeks. Yeah, yeah. there's a dip where it's like, if you come back out of the other side, you will not want to leave. Yep. But if you if you don't like get on the front half of that, you're leaving when you're kind of like, let's get out of this place, you know? <laughs> I love it. But it's a, uh, you know what it reminds me of is when I used to run a lot, it was like two, like the minute, it was mile seven. Mm-hmm. Mile seven was when and you just felt like- everything, like the last email was gone. Like it was out, like the last piece of my inbox, the last piece of my to-do list, the last piece of, it was like, I was finally lost. I was finally gone and I was out there and it was great. Like that's, that's another thing to mention is just like, there's daily things you can do like that to just get lost mm-hmm. in the day. Yoga, meditation, running, physical exercise, using Aptiv or something like that to just go and hit it hard. But I liked those longer runs because then I really like, you know, I was really, I was, I was lost at that point. Okay. So anyways, creating your pre, your pre-vacation game plan. Okay. It's a big asset for me personally, my, for my business when I can completely disengage and experience something new, you know, walking through some crooked streets of Italy or something like that to get my mental models all sort of mucked up, right? They get like, oh my gosh, these people live so differently than I live every day. And then when I reinstall myself back into my old world, my sort of work model from before, then I can see with some sort of perspective that like, what just like things I was blind to before, all sorts of things that I couldn't have seen before. So when I actually get out there and I actually allow myself to get lost, it can be insanely valuable for when I come back to my work. You know, and this is probably something that all of us have experienced in some way, shape or form, whether it's on some run or whether it is like, you know, a day of like real, like just being weird and traveling somewhere and not having a plan. Um, a lot of these kinds of things that we see in this mode for me is like a lot of like, Hey, why do we do it this way? I don't want to, this doesn't seem optimal. You know, when you come back, you realize here's how we're doing our podcast every single week. And I'm like, this takes forever. Mm-hmm. You know, this doesn't seem optimal. That little insight can, can add so much to like levity to the work that you have to do every week. And as well as a lot of those, like, just like, Hey, what if we did this? Oh, I, you know, I had this idea. What if we did this, right? This like inspiration and new ideas. So when you can actually disengage out there, uh, on your trip, you can really come back feeling revitalized. We've expressed, we've expressed that here on the show. I think you're probably really getting that point. Um, but what's so critical to that is identifying beforehand what the projects that you want to have finished are. Okay, Steph, do you have more to add on this idea? On the idea of finishing projects before you go, you mean? Just like figuring out your game plan. Like what, what do I need to have done before, before we go? You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, I think you nailed it. I don't have too much to add other than it it does go back to the mindset, which is whatever you need to do in order to be be able to get into that space that Chase is describing, that freedom, that playfulness. You know, for some people, it's going to be different. For some people, they're going to want to outsource. They're going to want to, you know, get a VA involved, especially for some longer, you know, in particular family leave, maternity, paternity leave. There's a lot of need, you know, if you're going to step away for a couple months at a time. Um, But it might be smaller things. It might be just batching your tasks. It might be, you know, like if you have a podcast, for example, and we do this uh, here on The Fizzle Show, where we might record a few episodes in one week because we have one person going away. So you might just want to look ahead at your calendar and say, how do I make sure that I have enough planned out so that I can 
actually step away from the business and feel okay. I don't think what we're saying here is like, hey, it's going to feel really bad, but just like fight through it. I think there are definitely, I don't think that's what we're saying at all. I think there are definitely Mm. ways to put your mind at ease because your fears around vacation are real. I mean, your fears around feeding your family and, and, and continuing to grow are real. So there are definitely steps you can take to put that fear at ease and make yourself feel like, you know what, this thing's going to keep going without me. And I, I have found that that is a really, and I'm sure you guys have had this experience. That's an amazing feeling when you have the fear around going and then you go and you do shut down and you come back and like, everything's fine. And you're like, oh, yeah. okay, this mm-hmm. is fine. So I think mm. everybody out there, if you haven't had that experience in your business, you 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 mm. really deserve that. Like, I want everybody to have that feeling of, I'm actually not as important as I thought I was. Like, this is actually very relieving that I can step away and everything will be totally fine. So I think there are a variety of things you can do based on your individual circumstances. But the key is to put yourself in a space where you're going to be comfortable with doing this versus like, don't have anxiety the whole time. That defeats the whole purpose. Yeah, no, totally. So I I think this is a really big point. Obviously, it's sort of like, you know, in some ways, (laughs) how to travel for an entrepreneur, how to find your your vacation. It's like, okay, pick where you want, pick what kind of vacation you want to have, uh, how long, then where you're going to go, and then decide what you need to have done before you go there so so that you can really let go and release while you're there. Yeah, uh, a guest that we had on recently, four or five weeks ago, I guess now, Minimalist Baker. Yeah. uh, Dana has been just adamant since they started that site about publishing X number of recipes every week, no mm-hmm. matter what. Yeah. And so when she goes on vacation and sometimes they go on like lengthy vacations, yeah. they go to Asia and travel around for a while. She has a lot of work to do leading up to that, mm-hmm. but she's really diligent about it and she gets way ahead so that everything's yeah. scheduled and ready to go. And then when they go on vacation, she doesn't have to be in there messing with anything and she doesn't have the opportunity to do her work on the road really yeah because she doesn't have all her equipment and everything to do the recipes so she just gets them all done and then schedules it and that way she can have a great time totally so and so looking at the calendar realizing what's going to be happening according to your calendar while you're gone getting all that stuff sorted out you know how to do that you know you just you just and, and every business is a little bit different has different requirements um but that's just a critical thing so you need to make your own game plan for before you leave what do I need to get done? What needs to be done so I can step away? I can actually disengage completely, even if for only a day. Um, then a final tip here from me, and this one, this one is maybe optimal. I think it's optimal. I think I know, I know it's optimal, but it's something I want people to consider uh, because I didn't, I mean, the only reason why I got into it was because someone forced me to consider it. And it's this, when you travel, travel simply. Go as minimal as possible, to put another term on it. You know, minimal is sort of a thing that's trending and emergent now. But one of the things I most love experiencing in travel, most of us have a story like this maybe, right, is serendipity. Like you just happened, like the my favorite, favorite things from any of the trips I've ever done are things where I just kind of, like there was no plans. Like, man, do you remember when we like met that old Italian guy and he like made us, took us to this restaurant that he loved and gave, showed, gave us this cheese that it, like was made from the guy who works down the street or whatever. And then it was like, we went on this walk with his family, like just weird serendipitous, like totally weird stuff. That is like the best thing ever. Yeah. Right. That's my favorite thing in the whole world. It's when nice. you, when you travel, when you come back with stories like that, that's part of what take like it just completely shifted your mental model. 
it added something that was totally new, totally novel right there where, where now, and, and that's part of that experience of like the world is full of possibilities, you know? Yeah, and a lot of us, uh, you know, we, we sit behind our desk hoping that we're going to come up with these amazing creative ideas yeah. for blog posts, yeah, yeah. for books that we want to write, for podcast episodes, yeah. and we're not out there experiencing the world. Yeah, There's that totally. John LeCar quote about a desk is a terrible place from which to experience the world yeah, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. It's true. So I think one of the things for me that has been essential for that is traveling lightly. Actually, like, like, and I can go more specific than that. I can, I can, I can just like really be pedantic about this and go like, I travel with one carry on backpack and the backpack part ends up being pretty important. This is something I got from Rick Steves. Rick Steves, <laughs> one of my, one of my heroes, one of my absolute heroes. Me too. We have him on sometimes. Oh my yes! God. Can we please have him I have him a connection. On? I can, I'll work on it. Okay. Work that connection stuff because... <laughs> I'm just such a huge fan of Rick Steves and he's all about this ever since his like old days in seventies being a hippie trying to get American or teaching Americans how to travel in Europe. Um, he's been all about this, like just bring a carry on bag. And then he went even further, like just something that fits under the seat in front of you. And, and I, I go, for, I go that far. Like, I love that. That's a really big deal. In fact, I have a, a growing YouTube followership of just people who want to travel like that. It's the best thing. Cause it's like my passion, but traveling lightly, bringing less than uh, as, as minimal of a packing as you can. It makes you lighter when you travel. And I don't just mean on your feet, though there, that it's true. You are more agile. You can get around more. Rick Steves talks about how not having a roller bag is so important when you're traveling through the cobblestone streets of Dublin or, you know, Venice or something like that when you need to get around and about all of these different places and you're not lugging the suitcase around. For some reason, for me, that technical or tactical little unit of of traveling with a backpack that you can carry and that can carry on on even European flights means you have to travel you have to bring much less stuff than you're used to bringing but being out there with that less less stuff I experienced so much more freedom like just tons more freedom and that freedom is what has led me what what makes for like those serendipitous moments for me right so not only am I like more you know agile as I'm moving around, but then mentally, I just have more mental freedom, more presence. I'm like right there in the moment because I, I don't have anything with me. You know, I don't, I just threw my bag at the hotel and like, I have nothing. And I'm going like, even when I go back to the hotel, there's just not a lot there, <laughs> you know? And that is the kind of thing that makes you invest in where you are. Mm-hmm. I think it's really, really powerful. Um, it ha- or at least it has been really, really powerful for me. And again, I say this, it's kind of optional, but it can change your life. Uh, this idea of doing this, but you got to find your own path into this. You got to find your own, like, uh, I actually need, I actually need to bring the third pair of shoes. Like I need that. That might be you. And then you roll with that. You go with that, you know? So, uh, and Corbett, anything to add on the travel simple thing? Because you feel you've had done the same thing where you just have like a backpack when you go. I embraced this a while ago. It seemed absurd at the time to fit, you know, everything you need for a month into the kind of backpack you would take to elementary school or yeah, whatever, yeah. but you can do it. Yeah. And it feels great. Yeah. That moment of when your bag is sitting there at the front door ready yeah. to go. Yeah. And that morning you grab that bag and you know that <laughs> your entire life is as simple as those 30 I things. I get so excited just thinking about oh, it. <laughs> me too. Every time. Seriously. Like I, I it's, it, and then you get out there and you go, 
what the hell do I have all that stuff back home for <laughs> yeah. when so, my life is great right now yeah. with this little thing, you know? Yeah, but there's tricks, you know? You got to figure out your, you want to look cool. You got to have your wardrobe on lockdown. You got to yeah. figure out how you're doing your, your clothes and stuff. It's funny though, but even with just one backpack, I often end up carrying things that I don't use the entire yeah. time that I never yeah. need. I get a little like anxious about the technology stuff. And yeah. so I carry these weird adapters and stuff. And yeah. it's like, I don't need that. Yeah, yeah. For me, my guilty pleasure is sweatpants. I end up bringing sweatpants and I almost never need them. <laughs> you just want to like lounge? <laughs> just, just in somewhere. case. You know, you, you want to have a good look for the lounge day. See, that's where you can get multiple uses though. Just get some yeah. linen pants or something that yeah. you can wear out somewhere. And Yeah, that's good. I like that. Okay, so, uh, and Steph, you have anything to add on, on any more tips or things before we close this sucker out? I mean, all I'll say is I'll just, I'll just, emphasize and give a plus one to the traveling simply. I, I, yes. Like I think when we, when we talk about travel simply people's minds probably go directly to the material side of it, which is great. It's really fun to travel with just a backpack, but there is a, I have noticed a huge mental shift in doing this, especially if you have kids. Oh my God. If you have kids Mm. and you can challenge yourself to keep it to, I mean, I've become a pro of traveling in the airport and just carrying stuff on and not, not having to check stuff and literally wearing my baby. I've had people in the airport be like, where's all your stuff? And the mental benefit that you get from that, I I think should not be underestimated because to go on Mm. vacation and feel like, okay, I'm not keeping track of 700 things there. I have noticed a huge just weight off of my shoulders when I get to just detach myself from the ways we complicate our lives. So yes, it's really fun from a physical perspective to travel light and simply, but mentally it's amazing too. So I hope people will Mm. consider consider getting more serious about that because I'm glad I did. Okay, guys. Well, that is traveling. Some tips and tricks to get you going on the road. Travel can lead to inspiration, vision, and clarity. Vacations can give you some of those breakthroughs that you're needing. Knock the barnacles off. All right, guys? That is episode 216 of The Fizzle Show. For the show notes on this article, you can go to fizzleshow.co slash 216. That's 216. I'll put notes about everything we talked about here as well as uh, I'll like our free guide. We'll, we'll do a free guide there. We'll just put free guides there. I'll just add free guides there. We have free guides there. You can get your free guides there. Fizzleshow.co slash 216. Here's an iTunes review from Andrew in the US of A who says, we are the warriors. These guys will make you go from weekend warrior to just a warrior fighting every day for what you have to accomplish in this short life. I love that's like some that's like some. Yeah, get it. Get it. Get it, Andrew. All right. Our goal here. Thanks, Andrew, for the review so much, man. Our goal here, dear listener, is to help you make progress on your vision, on your goal, on your business every single week. We want to be there for you every single week. If this is helpful for you, please leave us a review in iTunes. It means the world to us. All right, that's it for today's show. My uh, hope for you is not for an easy or a gentle or a cloudless life, but for a heart fully awake and eyes alight with direction, potential, and joy. Find care, take care, serve hard, and dig in. Thanks, and I'll talk to you next week on The Fizzle Show.